This is The Playbook. This is Dave Meltzer with Entrepreneurs, The Playbook. And I know a lot of people don't realize that superstar musicians, rock band, uh, platinum record holding, chart topping, record breaking rock stars are entrepreneurs. But I can't think of a better uh, illustration of an entrepreneur than someone like Brent Smith, the front man, vocalist and songwriter for the multi-platinum chart Hopping, record-breaking, rock band, Shine Down. Welcome to the playbook, my friend. I'm going to take you on tour with me every time I go out on tour. I'm just going to have you just walk in front of me, and you can do it all, man. Like, I'm just going <laughs> to put the ball in your court. I love it, man. with me plus, everywhere. Plus, you're going to look a lot younger and a lot cooler walking next to me, because uh, it'll be like, wow, look how cool that guy is next to that other old uh, middle-aged mutant turtle. But more importantly, you guys have nah, a I mean, new... you look handsome today. Happy to be here. Thank you, brother. And you have a new album coming out, uh, Planet Zero. Uh, What's well. out now? It's out, but you have an upcoming tour in the U.S. coming out. Yes, right? yes. Thank you for the clarification. And to that, you know, you've done this so many times. Uh, you know, I'm always trying to get to the emotional side you know, I speak around the world and people ask me, don't you get sick of playing the same songs? Basically is what they tell me. As you mm. know, last week I was in Dubai, I was in Mexico City. I think I had seven different speeches. Uh, yeah. But it's still, you know, singing similar or same songs. How do you get inspired when you're, you know, really highlighting music that you've developed, created and played probably multiple times uh, but it seems when I'm watching you, it's fresh and new every single time. That's really the dynamic, what you just said. You have to remember that there's going to be people in the audience that may have seen you a hundred times, actually. But there's a lot of people in the audience that they are seeing you for the very first time. And we're a band that has seven records. Uh, we just released our 31st single, 31 singles um, that we've released in the better part of two decades. So the audience is constantly evolving. The audience is constantly growing. It is an interesting thought process, though, because you have these songs, and some of them are singles, and then you have deep cuts, and you have the other material that are on the records and the albums, because we're still a band that very much does believe in the album process, even with the way that people consume music now with streaming, and even the attention span is getting kind of shorter. If you notice, like on pop radio, um, hot AC radio, even urban, you know, songs used to be the age old on a radio station, no more than 30 minutes and, you know, three minutes and 30 seconds. Now you see these songs kind of being condensed to like two minutes long because of the attention span. But as far as like how we look at things as the industry evolves, especially when it comes to the live aspect of what we do, we're always focusing on how can we do it better tonight than we did it last night? I still get extremely nervous before I get on stage. I have the entire time that I've been performing live. I would be worried if I didn't get nervous because it lets me know that I'm alive. Um, but you just try to make sure every night, man, you're trying to perform those songs better than you did the night before. And um, you really have to put it on yourself and your bandmates, you know, if you're in a band. So you got to remember, though, man, there's different kinds of people from all walks of life in that audience. And a lot of people that are in the audience, they may have seen you a few times, but you also want to 
in your best ability, you want to blow their mind because I've seen you a lot of times and do something different or add to the production, add to the way that you speak to the audience. Don't do the same thing over and over again. You have to have some consistency and you have to have some choreography, especially when you're doing arena touring or big scale festivals, amphitheaters. Um, you know, we're the band that once we could show up with production and it wasn't one of those things where it was a couple of park ends and a backdrop, we could actually spend money on the production. We did it because it's a performance and you want to, the people that have been there from the beginning, you want to give them something new every time. And the people that they're just coming to see you for the first time, they've had all these thongs, all these records that have built up to this moment where they're going to watch you play a collection of those songs. And we all we often say in the band, if you walked into the venue to see us, our job is to make sure you float out. Right on. And there is a frequency or a vibration, especially with music, even more than performing as a speaker, an inspirational speaker, a corporate speaker, whatever it is. And I have what I call a bedtime story philosophy. And it really hit home because, you know, if I see a band like yours or the Rolling Stones or you know, others, I'd be disappointed if they didn't tell me the same story, it, you know, if they didn't play the, the hits and knowing too that those hits resonate with the first time people that have never heard you play in person, uh, which is different, of course, than an album as well. And I think as much yeah. as there's short uh, time span to stimulate interest, to attract new people, new audience and new community, that when you're live, people are more present to be able to hear a queen bohemian rhapsody to its full version the long version and they get excited not to just get the smaller two and a half minute or three minute jolt of energy of excite of excitement and i do want to point out one thing i uh also i used to say i get nervous before every presentation that i give and i've mm -hmm. realized that nerves and excitement are the same frequency and when someone has such success and experience i always like to define the way that you feel before as excitement more than nerves because you're well prepared and I think uh, knowing that but to the understanding of vibration or frequency I think musicians to me especially uh, you know the top of the class like you really understand frequency and vibration this emotion emotional connection to a band that is far yeah. more than the lyrics it's far more than the sound it's it, it's actually a connection that's made through frequency and that there's going to be a resonation between you and the audience, this connection that's beyond just, you know, entertainment. It's actually, in my opinion, almost spiritual or inspirational in the sense that you're connecting at a frequency or vibration, uh, doing as many concerts that you've done, creating so much vibration and frequency. How do you best describe that type of connection beyond entertainment, one of frequency or vibration that you're connecting at a different resonating level than a nor normal content? I would attribute it to every concert is kind of like planting a seed, you know? Um, and from that, you, the audience and the performer should grow together. Um, and it's a very interesting way of looking at it. I mean, we're built out of, you know, we're built out of energy. And, you know, when, so like, I'll give you an example we have a thing that we call the dance um, and it happens backstage with our crew, the fundamental crew that are back there with us right before we 
get on stage and it's time for us to do what the four of us do. But make no mistake, there is an immense amount of people behind the scenes making everything that you're watching actually happen from the back of the house to the middle of the house to the front of the house. All those elements are, you know, it's figuratively and uh, literally electric. You know, you're dealing with electricity, <laughs> you know. Um, and but the thing is, is, we call it a dance because everybody back there, we have our pre-show ritual that we do an hour out. And then as we arrive backstage with everyone from, you know, the only person we don't have back there with us is uh, our boy, Andy Meyer, who is our front of house engineer and Carter, um, our lighting director. Um, and so they're out at the front of the house, but everybody back there with us, like everybody has like a wild handshake that they do with each other. And then like every band member goes around to each person back there from automation to video, to the rigging, to the monitor engineers, all the techs, you know, um, Drew, which is Zach's tech, Hoogie, which is Eric's tech, Ricky, who's Barry's tech. Um, every single element back there, our stage manager, our production manager, our tour manager, Erin, who literally she runs all of our lives on tour, not only the band and the crew, like she takes care of everything production wise backstage and everybody has a moment with each other. And you can literally see if you look close enough, you can see energy kind of swirling around back there. And then when we go up and the the video wall opens or the kabuki drops, the audience is seeing the four of us, but it's not just the four of us. It's us and a staff of about 70 plus people all making it work. That's so amazing. And there has been a transition, which I think a lot of artists uh, from the inside see, and you've sold over 10 million albums, but that creates a community of a size, scope and scale that most artists couldn't even fathom. But like in my profession and building personal brands and athletes and entertainers as well, when you yes. have 6.5 billion, I'm going to repeat 6.5 billion, more than uh, global streams in total now, that creates a I'm going to be the weirdo because I know I'm going to get in trouble if I don't say anything. Uh, technically, it's closer to 8 billion now. Good, good, yeah. And it's... It's actually, I think it's closer to 20 million records when you put it all together, which which I just want to say this real quick is ridiculous. Yeah. It's insane. It's 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 not compre it, it's it's actually hard to comprehend. And it's all because of the audience. It's all because of the fan base. I swear to you it is. Ultimately, we have one boss in this band. It just happens to be everybody in the audience. It's astonishing. You know, yeah. that we are able to do what we love for a living, but the audience allows us to do it. And where do you see the difference? You know, I come from an area where I'll, I'll post a video, an inspirational video, and my team will say, oh, you know, it didn't perform. It only got 40,000 views. And now, you know, I'm 55 years old. And I'm like, you realize, you know, that's like Petco Park. And if somebody told me that somebody would watch a three-minute inspirational video of mine at Petco Park, in front of 40,000 people, it, it is beyond me. And I'm sitting here saying, I can't fathom the size, scope and scale of 20 million albums, let alone 8 billion uh, streams. Where have you seen the difference? Neither can I. 
Yeah, right. And where do you see the difference though? Like, can you explain to people out there like what it is like to know that there's billions of people, billions of people who enjoy your 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 songs. They they enjoy your songs. Like, do you see a difference from the millions to the billions that are exposed to you now in, in just your understanding of how big that is? Yeah, I mean, it depends on how you're quantifying the streams and or the sales at a certain particular moment. I mean, we're at over 8 billion people on the planet. And the interesting thing now is back in the day of early days of like YouTube, somebody could just, you know, keep refreshing on like a music video or something like that. You would have all these bands that have like really hardcore fans and they would all just make sure that they kept refreshing so like one person in a 24 hour period of time could probably get you close to i don't know i mean at least 500 to a thousand you know views on that but i think it's interesting that youtube stopped that and so like each account that is being um whatever that account is they only allow you to count one stream per day you know you can't like keep refreshing so it's it's all in how you kind of encompass how it's being monetized and how it's being put together. Um, you know, we got an award early last year, like in the middle of last year from Pandora and Pandora is a streaming service. They're amazing. They've been supporters of us from day one and they have a 4 billion stream club and they presented us with a plaque for a 4 billion stream club of our catalog. And I'm just going, I don't even know how to rationalize this. Like when you think about that many streams, so like from a million to a billion, yeah, it's it it it's actually a big difference. Um, I try my best to understand that. You know, I'm a big fan of discovering music and discovering new kinds of music and new different styles. I've never been somebody that ever wanted to be put into a box. Um, from I have a vast palette. And so does Zach and so does Eric and so does Barry. You know, we, we look at music from a very broad standpoint. We're inspired by a lot of different music from the past, but there's a lot of new music that's coming out now too that we become fans of as well. So I think what you have to understand is that the cool thing about the new mentality in the consumption of music, especially when you talk about Generation Z, they don't care about a born on date. So like my son's 15 years old and him and his friends, they just care if they like the song. They don't care if it came out in 1975 or, you know, whatever. Like they're only listening to what they think is cool or what connects with them. So more than anything, you have to remember, you never know when something's going to hit and it could happen at any point in time. And in this world and the way the music industry is now, it's a lot more broad um if you connect i mean it can literally be life-changing in a lot of ways and the other thing that some people have an issue with in the industry these younger kids and this younger generation they have such a keen understanding of the technology especially when you talk about pro tools when you talk about garage band when you talk about all these different multifaceted uh, apps that you can get that are musical based um where they're, you know, 14, 13 years old in their bedroom, building total tracks out of their computer, you know, and learning like what music is. And they're 
creating their own stuff and they're not necessarily listening to other artists per se but i love that man it opens up this completely different part of your brain so the younger the audience is when they can have an opportunity to create and make original material themselves i think that that's fantastic i don't know if i answered your question completely no, but, but what i would say is um it goes back to the band and the way that we look at what we do don't write the same don't write the same song over and over again and don't make the same record twice. It's so beautiful. And I just want to finish up with uh, some advice about success. You know, I have a definition of happiness that is enjoying the consistent everyday persistent without quit pursuit of your own potential, not other people, yeah. not what's missing, not what you don't have. And uh, as I did more due diligence on you and the band and I saw that, uh, same thread in your life that you're really enjoying the pursuit every day of that potential that you have. Um, and you don't seem like the type of person that attaches their emotions to an outcome and saying, when I sell a million albums, I will have arrived. Uh, no. What is your mindset of your success in that journey of pursuing your potential? Kind of goes back to what we talked about a minute ago, man. I'm trying to be better today than I was yesterday. You know, I'll do everything in my power to be even better tomorrow. When you're looking at, the best way that I could say it is this. When you become, or when you are considered in your field, a professional or a specialist or someone that makes a living at, a very specific thing and a lot of people for whatever reason really like what you do you have a responsibility uh to never ever arrive you should never arrive you should always you climb one mountain and you most of the time it'd be the same ideology as this if me and you were at base camp looking up at a mountain and i said to myself there's no way that I can get to the top of this mountain on my own. But then you look at me and you go, you're probably right. But if we do it together, I get we I, I guarantee you we can get to the top of it. And then when you arrive there and we do it on a much bigger scale with a lot of people. But when we when we arrive at the top of whatever that mountain is that we've been climbing together, we take a moment to high five, give each other a hug, say good job. And then we just go find a bigger mountain. And what's so interesting about that mountain and finding new mountains is when I think of Brent Smith, I think of an icon that's reaching up to ask for help from those that are in the higher base camps, but also as a humanitarian, always reaching back to help other people, your team members, your audience, your community, reaching back to elevate them to a higher yeah. base camp as well. And I love that icon uh, that represents you as an icon of reaching out and asking for help for you to reach your potential, but still with a hand behind really elevating others to elevate themselves as well, which I think is aligned with the idea of shine down. And Brent Smith, you've been with your band shining down on all of us for so long, and I can't wait to catch you at some date on your US tour. I've uh, really become a fan as I am blessed to raise my awareness to so many different extraordinary people, which you definitely are. And I suggest everyone go ahead, 
start streaming, but definitely catch them live. It's a completely different experience when you see the great ones live and your band is certainly uh, historically and in the future, one of the best touring bands uh, that we're going to see in the United States. Thank you so much, Brent Smith, for all of your wise sage advice and also shining down the joy, happiness, vibration, and frequency to lift us all to a better existence and a happier life. I really believe that, and music is one of the best ways to do it. Brent Smith here with me, David Meltzer, on Entrepreneurs, The Playbook.